Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. These are busy times for the Cardinal Beat Writer for the Post-Dispatch, Derek Gould, who's kind enough to join us on Carriker and Smallman on 101 ESPN via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Derek Gould, I always enjoy talking to you. So does Michelle. It's great to have you with us. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. And Randy, you said it's a busy time for Derek. Derek, is there ever a time that's not a busy time for you? It seems like the baseball calendar never really quits, even during a pandemic. Well, yeah, this is... It's, it was interesting because people were like, oh, thank goodness we have baseball to write again. And I'm like, "Then what have we been doing for three months? I feel like I've written a lot of baseball. It's just been without games, but the stories have still been there, um, or at least I hope so. Um, maybe maybe that's more of an indictment on the content than, than I want to admit, but uh, I hope we've been covering baseball. No, you guys have been um, doing a great job. Great job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it used to be, Michelle, you make a good point. It used to be like there used to be this lull. Um, right after the winter warm up, right? You know, they, you have the, um, the kind of two weeks, the two and a half weeks where arbitration hearings are being planned and rosters kind of set. Everybody just kind of meanders or works their way towards spring training. Um, and there's not a whole lot of transactions. There's not a lot of like injury updates. Um, but that has all been, um, swept aside by, recent off seasons when there's been just such a chill in the air with the market and so many signings have come later that it, uh, that it has swept that, uh, that fortnight in January off the calendar too. Derek Buster only was on ESPN radio mm-hmm. yesterday and was asked about the, uh, what he thought the percentage of baseball getting the season started and finished was he said 0% that he doesn't think there's wow. any chance. What do you think? That's a great question, Randy. Um, I am. I did not hear Buster's answer. Um, I have tremendous respect for Buster, and you know, I I, uh, I I can see where he's coming from. You know, one of the things is they're gonna they're gonna be testing eighteen hundred plus players here in the next couple weeks as they all report. Um, you know, that testing was going on at Bush, um, and just talking with some of the players. You know, you increase the number of tests you mathematically are likely to increase the number of positive tests, whether um, that's for the active virus or they're also going through the antibody test. So um, how baseball responds to that uptick, how proactive they are with isolation. I mean, this, I think, I think it's a very fragile plan that they have. It can go wrong in far more ways than it can go right. Um, but I've also taken some time to talk to experts here in town, um, infectious disease experts, or Dr. Alexander Garza, who's leading who's leading the St. Louis Task Force. Got a chance to talk with him last week, and I've asked them about this. Like, is this just a fool's errand for baseball? Um, you know, can, can they can they really get this going with with the virus spiking everywhere? And you know, it just takes an attention to detail. It takes tremendous discipline by a group of players. Um, so is it impossible? Is it zero? It's not zero. But, you know, it's, it's how teams police themselves. Um, it's how, really, how, how they react when there is a positive test on a team and how quickly they move to isolate and trace and move. And having read the manual, the operations manual, as it was on Friday, and this document continues to change and shift and evolve but uh, you know there are protocols in place to at least be as proactive as possible so 
I wouldn't put it at zero, but I, I would say that it is leveraged heavily on the, the discipline and policies and actions of everybody involved, the, the entire community of baseball. A lot of it falls on the players. They're taking on a huge responsibility. Um, but I think if baseball pulls it off, this is a monumental undertaking, but also a it, it will be an emblem of how people can come together to get the game going. Well said, Derek. So when we have that first game, because I'm going to project positivity, when we okay. have that first game, is Dylan Carlson with the club? Well, I mean, it's a great question, and the answer is probably no, um, unless there's an injury or unless there's something that leads to that. And, you know, it's a business decision at that point, right? Like, if you can maintain an extra year of control with a young talent like that, especially coming after, um, you know, a financially constrained or financially disastrous, depending on who you just talk to um, season, you know, you're going to want to make that decision when it's basically less than a week. I mean, you know, say the Cardinals open on July 24th, right? The second day of the season, um, you know, the, of the planned season, they, uh, they, they bring him up by July 30th. You know, you could argue that that stretch of games, each one is worth about two and a half to three games on a normal schedule. So you could, you could argue that that, you know, the lost time there um, could be costly, but you should also say that as a result of that, you're not using him for seven games and it's going to cost you control for 162 down the road. Um, it's a lot tougher equation if this were a full season and he would have made his way on. But I think when you, I think at some point in time, teams have to be honest about what a 60 game schedule means and cashing in a 60 game um, or even 52 game, 54 game stretch in exchange for 162 down the road. That's a tough business decision. I know that it's not the right answer that fans want to hear, and it's not the answer if teams say, we'll put the most competitive best team on the field. But they've made a lot of business decisions that here to just get the thing going. So what, what's that? That would be one more. And Derek, one other part of this is that the Cardinals planned way back during last winter, actually the winter before, on using mm-hmm. this season to evaluate guys like right. uh, like O'Neill and Lane Thomas, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they have been true to that. Um, you know, and, and even in, you think about, like, um, you know, they, they spent a lot of time in spring um, running Wayne Thomas and Tyler O'Neill out there and getting Tyler O'Neill experience. And Tyler O'Neill now has had um, months in the cage that he has not had before. Same with Wayne Thomas. These guys um, who have gone from game to game and level to level during a baseball season have now had basically, you know, two and a half plus months of laboratory work, um, you know, to, to work on things that they had in their game or change things in their game, you know, and they don't have, they didn't have to do it under the pressure of games that count. They got, they got to do it um, sort of on independent study. It wasn't ideal. Everybody would rather have been playing. Everybody would have rather had health sweeping through the country, but this was an opportunity for them to, to get in the lab and work without having to wonder what they were going to face that night. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's true to what the Cardinals have said. They want to give those guys, they want to, I think the phrase that Mosaic has used a lot is they want to find out what they have in these guys. They have a good feel for what, uh, you know, what they have or what they hope they have in the future in Dylan Carlson, but they don't want to leapfrog over guys they think can help them now without giving them a look. That window, though, is shorter because the season is shorter. Derek, what role do you envision for a finally healthy Alex Reyes? Would not 
Well, it's a good, I was about to give you an answer that would be totally March, Michelle. I was about to say it would, it would not shock me at all if he's closer at some point. Um, but that, you know, by May, but uh, Jordan Hicks is coming back. So um, I guess, I guess the, the answer would be, it wouldn't shock me at all if he shares in some closing duty, if he carves out a uh, niche as a setup guy. I also think that, you know, there's a real interesting element here with the expanded rock start and the um, the brevity of summer camp. Is that I think that's what we're calling it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so Camp Bush. There's a there's a there's there's a real interesting element there. A pitcher who can handle innings can do for a team in those middle moments when there's leverage to be had after a starter leaves, and that could be an area where Alex Reyes. Yanis um, Cabrera, Daniel Ponce de Leon, where those guys shine because think of the different looks than the Cardinals could throw at an opponent. Um, you know, I know that the starters go out there and they're going to try to go seven, eight innings, but let's say at the beginning, there's a real limitation of them going four or five innings. Well, you go four or five innings from Adam Wainwright, and then you come from the left side with 98-mile-an-hour sinking Genesis Cabrera, or you go you know, four or five innings from Dakota Hudson with the power sinker, and then you get out there with a uh, Daniel Ponce de Leon who can rise the high spin rate, elevated fastball. I mean, it's just different look after different look. Um, you know, So that third at bat looks way different than the first two. Um, I can see Alex Reyes really shining in that role, and then as the roster shrinks you start seeing him in that setup or or spare closer or or you know whatever sometimes closer closer b-roll Derek, because i try to project for the 30 at the outset 30-man roster Mm -hmm. with the presence of the dh i'm thinking 17 pitchers are you on that page so yeah so 13 so every so all extra would so every extra one would be um, a pitcher. I think. I think that makes a lot of sense, uh, Randy, because because uh, you can have a taxi squad with that catcher, with that third catcher on it. That's that's you would you would make one of those spots a third catcher mm-hmm. in most cases, but because you have the three people who can travel roster, and if you carry three, one of them has to be a catcher. Then I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, I I would take one thing. Um, if they want a different kind of matchup look, they might go with a left-handed bat for one of those spots. But I think you're saying it's either all four or three of the four of the pitchers. That just makes sense. Yeah, and uh, you do two things. Number one, you aren't going to need to pinch hit much. And you have Miller down there, who is a pretty accomplished bat. And if you have, right. you'll have either Edmund or Carpenter, I would presume, coming off the bench, too. Yeah, I mean, you can see Miller being the left-handed hitting DH, right? I mean, that, that seems like um, a sneaky good role for him, to be honest, um, given how he hit for the Phillies and given how the power he has. Um, I just, you know, you, you, if they if they want to blend a little bit with their outfields, you could see one of those extra spots, like Justin Williams is coming to Bush Stadium, um, and he's coming for a reason. He's a left-handed hitting outfielder. Um, you know, I, I, I it's, you know, it's a great point that you make that there'll be limited use for pinch hitting, um, at least we think that, but I'm not so, I don't know. You know, we don't, we don't know. We see American league teams pinch hit in the postseason, and there's a really good sense that that's how some managers are going to operate right to the pedal immediately. 
Hey, Derek, before we let you go, and I mentioned this last week in the uh, the, the Zoom meeting with John Mozeliak, I really do think that the shortened season plays into the hands of managers that manage at the minor league level, like uh, Mike Schilt, like Brian Snitker, because they've managed mm-hmm. in the split season and they've had to manage uh, in a sprint. Do, do you agree with that? Is there is there obviously there's no negative, but I would think. When you're managing against the likes of David Ross, uh, for uh, and guys yeah. that don't have experience, I would think that that uh, that experience works to the Cardinals' advantage. I thought it was a really salient point, Randy. I'll give you kudos for asking it and for thinking in those terms. You know, I, I think you know there's an element of prioritizing development at those half season levels, right, over urgency. Okay, and they're going to let guys play through things. Um, but that said, certainly no the metabolism of that schedule, right? And the Cardinals have, under farm director Gary LaRock specifically, they really have pushed to win in the minors. So uh, development is a priority, but they want it done through the lens of winning. And so they want some decisions made with the notion of, okay, here's how a pennant race goes. Here's the pace of it. Here's the feel of it. Here's the necessity for consistency and for, you know, the, 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 uh, what's the phrase? The, you know, the play, um, with the same kind of urgency every day that comes with getting into the playoffs. So I think you made a great point. I also think that I talked to Matt Carpenter and he made an interesting point too that he was going to try to reach out to college coaches. And the more I asked her, like I asked some players around, I kind of got to thinking about that. There's a real element of a college season here. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted that they're going to be playing every day, so that doesn't happen in college, but the gravity of weekend SEC games, man, that's that's what's what's going on here. Uh, Real condensed schedule. So I think it was a great question for you to ask, Randy, and a great point because there is something – to the condensed schedule, the manager has to understand that, like, hey, I can't wait for this guy to get going, or I can't wait for this to happen. Uh, and then there's also something about how players prepare for the gravity of games, which any of them are familiar with from college. Derek Gould, we're reading you every day in the Post-Dispatch and, and at stltoday.com. Keep up the great work. Thank you so much, and we'll talk to you soon. Pleasure to talk with you guys. Thank you guys very much. Have a great day. YouTube. That is Derek Gould, and you should either get that online subscription at stltoday.com or just pick up a newspaper and read the work that he and that entire staff are doing covering the Cardinals. It's great. It's a must for any Cardinals fan out there. Coming up, today's big thing with Randy and Michelle on 101 ESPN.